You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrgs.nl. Now, let's get into the podcast. My dear friends, I just have a real sense in my heart that God's Spirit just really wants me perhaps to remind some of you that the battle belongs to him. You know, we live in such a self-help-oriented society. And this morning, the message is it's not about self-help, it's about God's help. And so whatever the battle is that you're facing, whatever it might be, whether it is a battle with a teenage child, (laughs) a husband or a wife or physical health or perhaps the battle is around your spiritual health, perhaps around your mental health, whatever the battle is. I think God wants you to hear again today that the battle belongs to Him and that He will make a way where there seems to be none. Because that's who he is. And I want to pray for you before we continue with our service. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we live in an environment and in a culture that, that calls for us to be reliant upon ourselves to make our own way, to fight our own battles, to stand up for ourselves. And Lord, I, I just feel that some of us here have been fighting some battles for a while and it's not going all that well and it's wearing us out. I pray that today they will be reminded, that we will all be reminded of who you are, God Almighty, creator of the universe, my God, my Savior, almighty, all-present, all-knowing, all-powerful. And the battle belongs to him. And so today we... We remind ourselves of that. And whatever it is that is weighing on us, we surrender it to you. And we trust in our sovereign God to love us, to love us enough to fight this battle for us. And we pray this in Jesus' most beautiful name. Amen. 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 So friends, as a church community, we, we have said, okay, what we want to do this year is uh, for Easter, as we find ourselves in our Easter series, preparing for Easter, we, we set ourselves the goal to read through the Gospel of Luke. And I hope that you're managing to do that. Uh, you can do it in your own way. Uh, to help you. I've I've prepared some daily devotions, so feel free. You can download them on the app uh, to help you read through that, and I hope that they're helpful for you, and uh, you're free to do that. But of course, you can do it your own way. But the challenge is, make it your business, your goal to read through the Gospel of Luke. 
because Luke is a beautiful gospel uh, and, and with such layers in the stories that Luke tells. And he paints such beautiful pictures. And we learn so much about God and about ourselves and our relationship with God as we read the Gospel of Luke. Now, we have decided to, in particular, focus on the stories in Luke's Gospel where Jesus breaks bread because our theme is come to the table, where Jesus breaks bread with people. He eats with people, and we understand this invitation from God to come to the table, the table being the place we where we find life, where we are fed, where we are renewed, where we are forgiven, when we find healing and connection and family and friendship, and we find where we are seen and we are heard and where we belong. That's the place that we're invited to, and it's found in Christ and in His kingdom. And so Luke paints this picture for us. So maybe just a, a couple of thoughts again to remind you uh, to keep in mind when we read Luke's gospel. When we read Luke, we must always remember that Luke tells his story in such a way that there are always layers of meaning to be found in them. Some of them are, uh, some of the messages we find in the stories he tells are fairly obvious. We, we read it and we think, okay, yeah, I, I, I get that. Th that makes sense. So there's the obvious layer. But we always know with Luke there's more than just one layer. There's another layer that's maybe not so obvious, another message that needs a little bit of uh, uh, peeling back the layers and, and unearthing. There's always more than one layer to the stories that Luke tell and write to us. Keep that in mind when you read the Gospel of Luke. He uses certain tools. He uses uh, contrast. is something that he loves to use. So he will paint a character and he'll say, okay, well, so in the presence of Jesus, let me show you uh, this character, Simon the Pharisee. But let me also, by contrast, show you the sinner lady. And it's all got to do with another theme of his is um, seeing and not seeing. Simon not really seeing who Jesus really is, missing the point. The sinner lady seeing who Jesus is. The disciples feeding of the 5,000. The disciples not seeing the need, the little boy seeing the need and responding to it. And so there's a seeing and not seeing understanding and not understanding, understanding who Jesus really is, what the kingdom of God is really like. And then Luke always writes the story in such a way where we present it with these contrasts and it points us to a place so that we learn about the kingdom of God, we learn about what God is like, but he does it in such a way that he wants us to not just learn about God, but he wants us to learn about ourselves and our relationship with God. And then he wants us to ask of ourselves, who will I be in this story? What will be my response? I see how the disciples responded to the need. I see how the little boy responded to the need. How will I respond? And so there's always this twofold thing. Firstly, we learn about how does the kingdom of God work? What are the values, the principle of God's kingdom in by con and in contrast to the principles and the kingdoms of this world? And then how do I receive that and respond to that? And today's story is no different. Uh, today we look at the story of, uh, you know, it's Mary and Martha and Jesus going to Mary and Martha's house. Who knows the story? Come on, you know the story. 
Now, this is one of those stories where there, when you read it, there seems to be something that's fairly obvious. And yes, there is a message in there. And often when we heard this preached, uh, it's, it's around the obvious, you know, about one sister doing all the work and another sister not doing any of the work and saying, Jesus, tell the sister to help me. And yes, there is some of that. But we know Luke works in another way. There's more to the story. Do you really think that this story is in the Bible just because one sister didn't help the other sister work and cook food? No. So something else is going on here that we must, that Luke wants us to see and learn firstly about God and how, who God is and God's kingdom and then about who I am called to be. Okay? Mary and Martha. Shall we read the story? It is in Luke's gospel, chapter 10, Verses 38 to 42, we'll read. I'm, re I'm reading from the Common English Bible Translation. If you have your Bible, or if you have it open in your app, um, I hope your app has got ways that you can highlight things. There's so much treasure here. We just don't have the time. I sometimes wish I can just stop time and just we can just keep going. But we won't. No, don't worry about it. Okay, let's read it. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. Underline that if you've got it open. It's significant. Well, we, Martha welcomed him as a guest. You remember what happened with Simon? Simon the Pharisee invited Jesus, but he did not welcome him. Do you remember that? He invited him, but he ignored him. Here we have the contrast. Martha welcomed him as a guest. So we, that's important for us to understand this story. Okay. She had a sister named Mary, and underline this, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. Underline that. That's very important to understanding what's going on here. Verse 40. By, and there are those words, by contrast... Right? Do you see it? You can underline that if you want. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied, underline that, with getting everything ready for their meal. Can you see how much? There's so much in here. It's beautiful. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better thing, the better part, and it cannot be taken, it won't be taken away from her. I'm going to read so far. What a beautiful story. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, the one thing is fairly obvious, and we'll touch on that. The other thing needs a little bit of explaining, because I think there's something hugely significant going on here uh, that we need to understand. Okay, first of all, set the scene, background. So we're dealing with two sisters, Martha, probably the older sister, uh, and Mary. Martha and Mary, you'll know that they had a brother named 
Lazarus, you know the story. Lazarus got sick. He died. Jesus only got there after he died. That's the story where Jesus said to Martha, to Mary, that I am the resurrection and the life, and those who believe in me will never die. You remember that. Important for us to know that there is a connection here with Jesus and Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. There's a friendship, there's a relationship, there's a connection. And that's important for us to to read the story from that perspective, to understand we're not dealing with strangers here. They knew one another. There was fondness for one another there, and that's important to know. Once again, we see here, And as you look and think about Jesus' life and ministry, you will be reminded that many of Jesus' most important teaching moments and significant kingdom moments happen around food and around the table. We understand that, and here's why. It makes sense, because how it would work in those days, part of the culture and custom was if if a rabbi, a teacher, was in town, he would be invited to someone's home. That person would, uh, would prepare and get things ready and would be invited. They would, so the town would come, the neighbors would come, and the village would come, and the host would prepare things and make sure everybody's cared for and looked after, and the teacher would come and would sit and would talk and would teach about God. And there would be food, and people would listen. And this is what was happening here. This was a moment like that. Jesus was in town. Martha and Mary invited him over. They were getting things ready. Jesus was teaching the village. There's some interesting things about this story. The first thing is what, and this is a clue to where to look for meaning and the message in the story, is that in this story, the focus seems not to be on so much what Jesus was teaching the crowd. Luke doesn't tell us that. Oh, and Jesus was teaching about loving your neighbor. Luke doesn't tell us that. So that's not where the focus is. Instead, the focus is on the sisters and that interaction with Jesus. So if we want to find meaning, we know we need to look there and we need to dig there. So that's what's interesting about the story. The second thing that is very significant and interesting about the story, and this now gives us a clue to where we start finding the message for us for today. He said, here's a story about two ladies. That's important. That's significant. Luke wants us to know something here. And now this is where it becomes difficult, I think, for us in our modern brains and our modern culture to maybe understand, especially here in Western Europe, is that we must remember that context that we found ourselves there as we read the story in very much a patriarchal society. It was male-dominated. And if I can put this quite bluntly, really, women really only served two roles, essentially, and that was to have children and to serve men. Now, we struggle with that because we cannot compare, but that's how it worked in those days. And so here Luke writes a story about two ladies. So now I can begin to understand, hang on, what's going on in this story? And which brings me to the first message, I think, for us, which I think is hugely significant. Okay. 
to the guest have arrived. The female role is to care for the guest. The men would gather and listen to the rabbi and the woman would serve and made sure all the guests, the men are happy. And so Martha was doing that. But here we have the sister, Mary, not helping. Instead, she is at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching. Martha is very upset by this. And she goes to Jesus and says, well, please tell her to come here and help me. I think it's important for us to understand that the thing that really upset Martha was not the fact that Mary was not helping her. Sure, there was some level to that. There was a lot of work and some help would have been great. But you need to hear this now. So the thing that really upset her was that her sister Mary was behaving like a man. She had crossed a boundary. She had crossed a space. Because in that patriarchal culture, they were in the homes, as still is in many parts of the world. There were certain spaces allocated. This was the male space. This is the female space. And space connects with role. This is the male role, and this is the female role. And to sit at the feet And that's why Luke uses those words quite deliberately. To sit at the feet of the rabbi and listen to his teaching. She was doing something that was exclusively meant for men. Not for ladies to do. This was a man's thing. Because here's the thing we must understand. There was no such thing as there is today in those days, just learning for the sake of learning. Oh, I'll just, you know, embark on some self, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Self-growth. You know, I'll take this course. I'll do this. I'll go and listen to this. You know, I just want to, you know, grow myself. There wasn't just listening for the sake of listening. And so here's what was going on. She was sitting at the feet of the rabbi, occupying male space, listening to the rabbi with almost, and this is the meaning that everybody in the room would have seen there, almost as if, well, the only reason you sit at the feet of the rabbi, listening to the rabbi, is because you want to be a rabbi. And this is what Mary Uh, sorry, Martha, was frustrated with. Have you ever encountered someone based on gender or race or ethnicity? Have you ever found someone in a space that they are not usually seen? And then you just have that moment, oh, two lady pilots. Oh, okay. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. You know, right? You know what I'm talking about. Let's be honest with one another. Oh, oh, a lady racing driver. Okay. When we find someone occupying a space that they're not meant to be at, this is what was going on. 
Mary was occupying space. She was not meant to. Jesus, tell her to get back into her space. And he didn't. He affirmed her. And so what we do is we learn something. Here's the spiritual lesson for us. We learn something about God and how God sees us and how God, how the principles of the kingdom of God works. And it's all about value. Who we value, how we value, and more specifically, how we ascribe value. So because you are this gender or because you are this race and this is how the kingdom of the world works, the kingdoms and empires of this world, based upon certain criteria, whether it's based on sex, gender, uh, race, ethnicity, where you were born, are you European, Western European or African or Eastern European, based upon this criteria, you are assigned value. And connected to what value. So because you are this, this is your value. And because this is your value, this is the space you are meant to occupy in society. And connected to space is this is the roles that you are allowed to play in society. And Jesus and Luke wants us to know how the message of the gospel and the kingdom of God turns that upside down. Because Jesus does not say, yes, uh, Martha's right, Mary, go. You don't belong here with the men at the feet of the rabbi. And so we learn how God ascribes value. We know how we ascribe value. If you are tall, then, and if you're short, well then, you know, and if you are thin, and if you are fat, and if you are uh, uh, straight hair, or curly hair, or this, we know how we ascribe value, and by implication, the space that you're allowed to be at, the table you're allowed to sit at. And the roles you're allowed to play in society. We know how we do, but we learn here how God ascribes value. So God does not ascribe, and here's what you need to hear, here's what I need to hear. God does not ascribe your value, your worth, based upon a particular label. Oh, you're a this, which means this is you, how valuable you are and all the other things. Or you are a that, you are a male, or you are a female, or you are white, or you are black, or you are this, or you are that. And so God does not ascribe value based upon who we are. He ascribes value based upon who he is. And who is he? The Bible tells us the whole time. Love. And so God ascribes your worth and your value from an overflowing love for you. And so he breaks boundaries. And that's why Luke talks about, go and read it, Luke 5. He talks about new wine in new wineskins. Beautiful connection there. And maybe you need to hear today maybe you have been told. Or you have come to believe this of yourself, that your value sits with your looks, your gender, the color of your skin, the level of your education, 
the balance of your bank account, whatever it might be. And that determines where you sit in society and that determines what you can and can't. You need to hear and we need to see. And this is what Luke says. You see, there's a lady at the feet of the rabbi. (laughs) Almost as if she wants to be a preacher and a rabbi herself. Luke wants us to see this. And contrast it with, with the customs of the, uh, with the culture of that day. And he says, God works. He says, you are value and your value and your worth is based not upon any of those list of things that we've come used to, become accustomed, but based on God's character and God's character's love and based on God's love for you and based on the fact that you are created in his image. So I want to say to you today, female in particular, because it's about ladies, <laughs> but we can cast the net wider. You, you have value in the eyes of God based upon his love and his character. And that determines the space you can occupy at his table and how God can and wants to use you in bringing life to others and the message of the gospel to others. Don't believe the lie that you don't belong in this space. Jesus, tell her to leave and go to the space where she belongs. The kingdom of God works on different principles. The principle of love. And so he empowers. And he releases and he sets free. And he uses people that we don't even think, how can God use that person? And we find, end up finding people at his table that we are very surprised to see there at the table. But don't you be worried, they're just as surprised seeing you at the table. (laughs) This is not about one sister not helping the other. But what are you doing there? And God says, you are welcome here. Is that clear? Then moving on. To my final point, Randy. (laughs) Randy knows that means about another half an hour. No, it doesn't. And then it's come to the more obvious. So we learn about the values of the kingdom of God. Okay? The more obvious point is connected to it. And so now it says, by contrast, we have Martha, 
who was worried about lots of things, preoccupied with lots of things. You know what it's like when you've got guests over. You hardly get a chance to sit down and enjoy the food yourself because you're up and down serving them. You're helping. You're doing this. And you don't really relax. And you're so busy helping others. You kind of miss the food yourself. You know what it's like, right? And so this is kind of what was happening with Martha here. And so Luke says this, says, and because she was preoccupied with lots of things, she was worried about lots of things. And so the more obvious message connects to values and how we value and what we value as well. Here's how. Because what I value determines what I prioritize. If I value the wrong things, as Martha did in the story, caring for the guests, and it's good. There's nothing wrong with caring and cooking and, and helping and, and being hospitable. That's beautiful. Yes, that's right. But by valuing that more, she prioritized that over the reality that the son of the living God was in her living room. And she missed it. She missed God Almighty in her living room because she was prioritizing wrongly, valuing wrongly, value this over her relationship with Jesus at that time. And so Luke wants us to know, he says, this is how the kingdom of God values. What do you value? How do you decide what's important in your life? And thereby, what do you prioritize? And the implication, the question is, or the challenge is, will you prioritize? Will you allow yourself to not be distracted by other things, value your relationship with God above other things so that you will prioritize God above other things and make your relationship with God the number one thing that you value. And, it's saying, and then it says, because really at the end of the day, that is the only thing that really matters. Jesus said that. And it is the only thing that cannot be taken away from you. What do you value? What has priority in your life? Where does Jesus and your relationship with him fit there? And he says, be reminded that in the end, how does the verse go? Mary chose what is better. And that will not be taken away from her. Luke wants you to know when you value and prioritize your relationship with Jesus, that's the only thing that will last. Everything else can be taken away. This cannot. So I think part of what we must see here with Martha, the second thing that we are to think of in the story is around what do I value? What do I prioritize? Am I allowing myself to get distracted? with unimportant things, things that I think is valuable, but it's not. Because here's what happened, if I can put it in one sentence for you. Luke wants us to see about Martha, that she was so tied up with trying to feed Jesus that she failed to recognize that the bread of life was trying to feed her. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.